Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till uh. the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they will see the thunder? Just remember when you come to the show. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the 2022 Pebble Beach Pro-Am, brought to you by AT&T. Over there at Pebble Beach Golf Links, three golf courses, tons of celebrities, so much fun. Everyone talks down on the golf tournament because it's so long and boring and Larry the Cable Guy. But part of that's true. Part of it's still fun. We'll see how we can navigate it for your DraftKings needs. The podcast is on Twitter at Always Press DFS. I am at BD Endrick, and my co-host is always on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how we doing, man? Doing well, man. How are you? Doing well, doing well. A little Tuesday action here to, to get us ready. As uh, which actually isn't a bad thing. Yeah, so we got some WDs already. Yeah, Will Zalatoris gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was funny. Some of the other WDs uh, they decided they'd rather play on the Corn Ferry event in Panama than fly to Pebble Beach. That was uh, an interesting life choice, but. Uh, there's there's pros and cons. I can see you probably doing better in a corn ferry event to maybe get your PGA tour card. There's right. there's angles to it. I guess. Yeah, but yeah, I know like you or you or I who you know is just we're golfing for fun. If someone said, "Hey, you get to play Pebble in these courses for a few days," I'd probably be on a plane to Pebble for sure. I guess you just got to kind of weigh where, where you think you're gonna finish. We'll make money. Yep. I mean, it's a business after all for these guys. So yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, speaking of businesses, after all, did you see um? Joel Dahman's uh, caddy on Twitter. I follow him. I don't know if you follow him. Gino um, tweeted out a picture of four caddies sharing a hotel room. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, it's no. amazing. Absolutely amazing. Like, you'll have to I guarantee it, though, because nothing's I'll, cheap in that fucking area. That's basically what he said. He said, like, uh, you know, Pebble Beach is great and all. Something along the something lines. Pebble Beach is great and all, but the hotels aren't very affordable for caddies. And it shows the two regular beds and then two pull-out cots in there. <laughs> it's freaking awesome. I guarantee it. Yeah, I mean. Oh, man. It's a rough spot for people who don't have a whole lot of money. I mean, yeah. the whole Bay Area is just insanely expensive. Well, I remember one year because um, the pro. I usually go to the prom every year. It's I don't think I, I didn't go last year because it really wasn't accessible to many fans. But in in years past, um, some people like to go to like Buffalo Wild Wings and stuff. So there's one in Seaside. It's about thirty minutes outside, twenty to thirty minutes beyond traffic, and um, a lot of hotels are right there. They're cheaper, so yeah. the caddies are staying there. And the guys were sitting there eating their wings and drinking, and there's like three dudes around the golden tea thing, and they were all caddies. They were all caddies playing golden tea and like talking. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Makes sense, man. But uh, before we get on to Pebble Beach, the farmers, uh, Tory Pines was beautiful. It was great to watch. Uh, the Wednesday through Saturday. What first off, what do you think of Wednesday through Saturday? I mean, I I, I liked it. Um, you know, I I liked it especially once you know the NFL started on, on, on Sunday there. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind it if they did that the whole fall swing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically through, you know, this, I, I don't know if they'll ever do it for the waste management. I don't really know if they need to, cause they, that typically gets done before the game kicks yeah. the, the Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it was a, a great move. It was different, man. It was, it was fun to watch some primetime golf on Saturday too. Yeah, no, it, it was definitely different. The re, the reaction seemed to be pretty positive, and most importantly, like it was an awesome golf tournament yet again. You know, Willie Z almost got there. Jason Day's resurgence continues. John Rahm still didn't play his best golf, but nearly won another golf tournament. And Luke List 
finally came through. It was like a little bit of everything that took place. And we still almost got Sunday golf because it got dark and they almost didn't get to finish the playoffs. So um, any, any thoughts on the overall tournament besides like Tony Finau trunks, like the Friday trunk slams were very, very strong this week. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, for, for a, a, a betting DFS perspective for me, it was uh, it was not a good week. Cause I ended up eating the, the female chalk. I mean, like, I feel like female, if I play him, I, he costs me money. If I don't play him, he costs me money. Um, so I'm really starting to not like the guy, which is, that's not really nothing to do with him. It's just me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought, uh, I, I, I thought the golf tournament was great. I mean, I think it's a, a great tournament every year, but, uh, you know, a lot of the cream rises to the top and I talked about Luke list and I have a lot of regrets for not playing him. He was high up in my model and did not play him. Um, you know, Will Zalatoris has been, been touting him since he was uh, in kindergarten, uh, you know, when he first started swinging. So we've been on him for a long time. Um, like you said, Tringali was, was high up in your – Yeah, I tweeted your, that. I'm like, oh, damn it. I said it on the show last week. I'm like, I can't figure out why he's high up in the model. I just can't wrap my head around it. And then, I'm with yeah, you. And then, is. yeah, Jason Day, a little bounce there, and, and Justin Rose, uh, a couple yeah. guys who didn't have the great last couple of years, and um, they have some really high finishes, obviously, last week. Neiman was right there, um, Sungjae again. And then there's, you know, there was a lot of kind of uh, lesser-known guys like Smotherman, um, Cameron Young was another one. Uh, Thigala, who we'll talk about a little bit this week too. Mito, who we we'll talk about almost every week. So, yep. I mean, Aaron Rye and his his iron covers. It was great. I think it's. I think going Wednesday through Saturday every week in the fall is should be the way to go, in my opinion. But that's just the me. more days I can degen something, the better. So right. I, I'm not going to argue with this one bit at all. And the the, the weird thing is because you and I enjoy college football quite a bit. So yeah. I am curious to see how that crossover would affect our our day to day, but I think we'll be okay. I think we'll survive. Yeah, I mean, I'm not huge on fall swing golf, anyways. But um, you know, it, I, I would, I would still watch college football. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but definitely. you know, people for for those who like the NFL and PGA, you know, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. NFL is the bigger draw, so yeah. Time and time again, yeah. If PGA can find a way to do it right, they will. They should they should look into this a little more. Might be worth the investigating for sure. But let's talk uh, AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am. As those that uh, know the the format, three courses: Monterey Peninsula. You have Spyglass Hill, and you have Pebble Beach. Each group plays each course one day. It's kind of like the Amex, and then the day four is when the cut takes place. T sixty and ties, and you have one final day at Pebble Beach on Sunday. So uh, why don't you give us a little past event history on this wonderful golf tournament? Yeah. So. Uh... I had the same course rotation for the last basically 12 years. Last year they didn't play Monterey, but whatever. Um, but Pebble and Spyglass and Monterey, the shore course at Monterey, by the way, shore S H O R E. Uh, so it's been this same kind of setup basically for the last 12 years. Um, last year, Daniel Berger, 18 under two shots over Mav McNeely. 2020 was Nick Taylor. 19 under, four shots over Kevin Streelman. 2019, Phil Mickelson won this for the fifth time. 19 under, three shots over Paul Casey. 2018 was Ted Potter year. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember oh, yeah. that? Yeah, him and DJ in the final pairing. Yeah, and everybody, it was just an automatic, DJ's going to win this. This is free yeah. money, like minus 150 bet or something. It was bad. Bloodbath. <laughs> 
So Ted Potter shot 17, three shots over uh, Day, DJ, Mickelson, and Chez. 2017, Jordan Spieth, 19 under, four shots over Kelly Craft. Vaughn Taylor won in 2017, one shot over Mickelson. Brent Snedeker's won this twice, Jimmy Walker, um, and that's pretty much really all. DJ won it, won it back in 2010 when it was the first discourse rotation. He's won the, the tournament twice, but um, yeah, it's been a while for DJ. Yeah, and don't, it'll be a little while longer because DJ is over in Saudi Arabia with so many of the other big dogs. Getting paid. Getting paid a lot. Of Did you see that they're offering um, Poulter, I think it was something like 55 million euros to come join that tour? That 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 that. That, that, that that Saudi tour they're trying to form basically. Right. Right. The, the, yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I don't so it's like all that, like Premier Golf League or something. Yeah. But. So how much do they want to pay the big dogs? Is what I want to know. Like holy shnikes. Like PGA Tour is gonna be like, oh no. <laughs> well, I would say that you know if they're offering him 55, then they've already gone to others. Yeah, they already have a rough idea of what they're saying. Right. But, yeah, they've been declined. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that plays out for sure. For sure. But uh, yeah, DJ won't be here. A lot of exceptions. Uh, no Wayne Gretzky. Shucks. No DJ and Spieth with Gretzky and Jake Owens partnerships. Like we get every single year. What a bummer. But um, we do have the three golf courses. Like I talked about. Um, it's pretty much very similar. You know, uh, Pebble Beach is only sixty eight hundred yards. Monterey Peninsula is six, almost seven thousand, just below seven thousand. Spyglass just over seven thousand. Monterey Peninsula seventy one, a par seventy one. The other two par seventy twos. Um, the only difference on the Monterey Peninsula is it's five par threes, nine par fours, four par fives compared to four par threes, 10 par fours, four par fives. Um, what you really need to know, though, is if your guys doesn't score on Monterey Peninsula, just probably pack your stuff up and go home. That's probably what the case is, unless your guy just gets purely lucky. Um, it is a go-getter course. All the par fives are very reachable in two. Uh, the biggest set of greens out of the three, they're all relatively small from course standards. Pebble's got the smallest one on the tour that you'll hear. But um, Monterey is a gettable, very, very gettable golf course. So they got to get it there. Spyglass is like after the first four or five holes as off the ocean goes inland into the tree. So if it's a windy day, they got the most project protection out of the four. But um, so Spyglass and Pebble kind of rate out kind of similar. Uh, for the most part, I'd say Spyglass is slightly easier than Pebble, but it just kind of all depends. The, the biggest thing is, is Monterey Peninsula is your, your very, very gettable golf course. Most courses... Um, most of the par fours you'll see are 350 to 400. Most of your approaches will be 125 to 150 ish, give or take, maybe some 150 to 175. So you want par five scoring. You want to be able to work around the greens very, very well because they are small greens. You want great approach game because you want to be able to hit these greens and score birdies and bunches because you need to score to take advantage of this golf course. Um, the rough isn't super penal, but at the same time, if you're trying to hit very small greens, you want to be in the fairway to have a better angle in on your approaches. So that's just one very, very simple deal there. So distance is not a factor. Like Pebble Beach, we saw it even in the U.S. Open. It's built to negate the bomber unless you're just really crazy. Like the way the, the holes are laid out, they're not super dog legs all the time, but there's little like landing areas that basically take your driver out of play is what it does. So it, it helps these short guys come into play, and the other courses are very, very similar. Spyglass is more of an elevation game compared to the other go uh, golf courses, but still not a tough golf course. So I probably talked way too long on three very simple golf courses, but the gist is approach game, reasonably short par fours, good around the greens. That's your gist. You can factor in like probably good drives, stuff along those lines. But what are you looking at here, Jesse? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, obviously, you can – Throw in some uh, uh, tournament history. Um, 
I don't think that there is any shot link data on no only on Pebble, Pebble right? Yeah, yeah only Pebble. Which so, sucks. Like with technology oh God, these days, last, give me a freaking break. Last week was so tilting too, especially if you played. Um, which you know, if you played the first two days of showdown, you're going to play. You're going to hammer the north course, and then yep. you have no idea what your guys doing until the until the score's posted. It's just, yeah, it's so tilting. But 2000, I think probably by 2075, we'll have it. Everywhere. Let's just say they'll play Wednesday to Saturday before they figure out shot link on yeah. <laughs> um, And Dom Walton's in the chat. The chat. He says the rumor has it that Phil was offered a hundred million, which does not surprise me. To get that mouthpiece over there, yeah, it doesn't surprise me it. either. And I'm um, surprised and, he turned it down. If he did, and then in, in this the fantasy DJ's Discord, Dom puts a lot of cool stuff in there, and a tweet from PGA Splits 101 on Twitter. He mentioned uh, here's some things because. Jesse has mentioned course history, and it can be very important at this course. And um, 15 of the last 15 winners had at least one previous career win at this or period. 10 of the last 12 winners had at least three pre- previous wins. 11 of the last 11 winners had at least 120 career starts on tour, so not rookies. Um, 12 of the last 12 winners have played in at least two previous programs. 13 of the last 13 winners had finished 16th or higher in at least one of the previous three starts at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. 15 of the last 15 winners had finished 21st or higher in a previous AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. 10 of the last 13 winners had at least one previous top 11 finish. And 47 of the last 50 winners have been born in the United States. So believe what you want to believe and anything can happen in this era of golf. But those are some pretty long-standing trends, to say the least. (laughs) And uh, the basics that I take out of that is you've played here before, you've done well here before. Otherwise, like the newbies rarely do well to win. But DFS, they can still succeed. That's a different story. So um, let's talk about some fancier sports real quick before we get there. And um, some things I like to do on this event, the uh, last six events on Seaside or Exposed Golf Courses, DK Scoring, uh, Seamus Power leads the way, Matt McNeely, Daniel Berger, Justin Rose, Michael Thompson, and Denny McCarthy rounded that, that out for you. Uh, last six events, I, I did par 72s under 7,000 yards. That gives us a decent idea. But um, like Vaughn Taylor's done the last three events. He finishes second here. Uh, Jason Day plays well on these. Justin Rose, Matt Kuchar, Cam Champ. Uh, not many guys have played like six on this one. And then the one I really wanted to see just for fun, because we talked about it at the Amex, and Pebble Beach is even worse because of these celebrities. They're not just amateurs that play good golf. They're celebrities. Very slow rounds of golf, like eight-hour rounds of golf. So being able to play a slow pace and play well is very, very tough for some people. So I literally did – the entire fan share database of Amex tournaments or career builders, whatever the heck you want to call them at the time, and AT&T Pebble Beach. So this goes back to like 2015, all the tournaments and DK scoring for this field in this event. Um, Jason Day's played in eight of those events, almost 99 DK points per event. Patrick Cantlay, Daniel Berger, Brian Harmon, Adam Hadwin loves those events, as you know from Amex, Jordan Spieth. Um, those are the guys that have like a big grouping of options there, but some kind of fun things to kind of decipher if you want to mix and match because it's you know, a three day cut almost makes it like a no cut event. So, any little thing you can garner, I'd welcome to the fold. All right, let's talk DK scoring. Enough of me, let's get Jesse's thoughts on this one here. 10k and above can't lay at 11 2. Obviously, Willie Z is gone. Burger 10 5, Speeth 10 3. Um, I'll talk some uh, projected ownership in a bit, but I'll let you have the floor first on this 10K and above. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to talk anybody out of playing any of these guys. Uh, I, just from an ownership perspective, I would think that Speed would be the highest owned. Lowest owned. Um, 
lowest projected right now we got really? um uh, let me pull it back up i closed it um I was looking at it right before we started, and I closed the wrong tab. So let me pull it back up here. Right now, you're projected 18.5 for Cantlay, 17.2 for Berger, 11.1 for Spieth. See, I would think that Spieth would – I mean, I was just – maybe it's just because I've seen Spieth's name so much this week already, like just people, you know, loving him, some Jordan Spieth. Um, and maybe they're just betting him and not playing him. I, I, I don't know. I mean, his course history is pretty good, third, ninth, 65th. 45th, 20th, 1st, 21st since 2016. So, I mean, that includes also the uh, U.S. Open in 2019. But either way, I mean, the guy's played well around here. He's coming off a miscut at the Farmers. Uh, maybe that's what is scaring people off. I don't know. To me, it just seems like it should be up here now, not high-stoned overall, but Spieth can't lay burger is what I would think. Um, yeah. Again, I'm not, I wouldn't talk anybody out of playing anybody. Obviously, Berger's defending champion. Cantley's the by far the best player in this field. So there you go. I don't yeah, think no, we have to harp on it too much. No, Burger to Fane Chan. He was number one in my model for what I have. Cantley's fourth. Zaltor's a second. That would have been fun. Speeds 110 in my model. So that kind of stood out to me. A lot of it's because he's uh, the par fours don't fit him well, but he's, of course, history is ridiculous here. So yeah. Um, like I get it. I heard he went to the hospital last week. So I don't know if that's yeah, it was a non-related illness, non-related COVID illness, non-related COVID illness. Interesting. Okay. But yeah, I'm with you. You'd think he'd be popular based on his past history. So it's one of those to kind of circle and I'll just say the nine K and the 10 K chalky. So you'd say it's going to be, I would put, I would, I I would almost bet though, that speed's going to be between 15 and 20. Yeah, because like the, it's one of those things is each week we always say there's a couple like out of the projected ownership that goes, wait, that didn't come out correctly. And yeah, Spieth should be a lot more. He was very low on last week, too, but that was a different tournament where he doesn't play very well. So, right. yeah, you should be 100% correct with that one. Um, and if I have to pick one guy, I guess I'll pick Berger, but you can't go wrong with any of them, really. Berger's number one on my model, defending champion, playing great golf. So I guess I'll, I'll go that way for now. Um, 9K range, you got Jason Day at 9,900, Mad McNeely at 98, Rose at 96, Tringali 95, Power 94, Fitzpatrick 92, Streelman 91, Kisner 9,000. We start with Jason Day at 9,900, um, seventh and fourth in his last two starts at this event, which is amazing because he's played like shit for the last two years, pretty much, or it seems like, anyways. Come off a third place finish, I think he will be chalky. Um, McNeely at 98, another guy who's done well around here, finished second last, uh, last year, finished fifth the year before that. Um, and hasn't missed a cut on tour since the Shriners back in the fall. I, I do like those guys a lot. I think I almost clicked on Rose. I mean, like my model really likes Justin Rose 19th here or third here back in 2019 at the U S open. But, um, I don't know, man, like, Maybe I'm wrong, like not playing Justin Rose at 9,600. This seems like we're, I don't know, seems like a trap or something to me. Um, Power at 94. Uh, he missed the cut here last year, 38th the year before that. Missed cut year before that, 39th year before that. But has three straight, four straight top 15s and two uh, top fives inside that stretch on tour. And then Kevin Streelman, another guy who's just, Course history is insane. 13th, 2nd, 7th, 6th in his last fourteen or four appearances here. Coming off a made cut, 39th place finish. I think you mentioned him last week Yep. Um, as somebody who was like didn't have good course history but could potentially do well. So, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know, man. What do you think about Justin Rose? How are you feeling? I mean, like, how's I've been on, right I've been on him you? since I've been on him since Sony. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep playing him. He's third in my model. He's uh in this field over the last 24 rounds. He's first in opportunities gained, eighth in DK scoring. Loves the par fours. This that 350 to 400. I'm gonna be back in on him for sure. Like you said, I get it could be a trap, but he's he's back playing some pretty darn good golf. Plus, he's played really well at this golf course. So. I'll take my chances with Justin Rose. And, you know, he's a man of the people when it comes to um, sponsorship and stuff like that. So he'll take all eight hours and flex those watches and everything. So, I'm with you. So, yeah, I don't mind Rose. Day's the one that I'm always worried about because, like, he's playing awesome golf. We know the history here. You're just waiting for that next. Hey, I'm going to go to uh, I'm going to go to Great America over here in Santa Clara or something. Like <laughs> They they did last week I was when I was watching talk about his swing change, which supposedly is supposed to help his back. Okay, because – it's great watching him. It's good having him back more and more the merrier. But, man, I always get nervous. But, yeah, Dave, he's in great form. McNeely has played phenomenal here, like you mentioned. He's right now projected to be the chalkiest in this range. These guys are all very chalky. But um, he's supposed to be the chalkiest. He's 35th in my model, but rates really highly in a couple other spots. So, uh, And he, 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 he's got a house on the golf course. He didn't know that at Pebble Beach. So he knows the place quite well. But it's like one of those deals. Tringali he's 32nd in my model, but he's great around the green, great in DK scoring. He could be interesting. I love Seamus Power, as you mentioned. He's ninth in my model. Um, the ones that kind of stand out as interesting for me is Fitzpatrick. It's basically his first start since, I think, like the Mayakoba or something. But a guy that if it gets windy, he can play great. He's really good around the green, good in par five scoring. He can be kind of sneaky. He's projected to be lower owned in this 9K range. And then Kisner. Kisner's another dude. He's, you know, he's 90th in my model. Is, is Overall, if you go back deep, is, is not great. But when you look at Kiz of late – He's playing really good golf. Um, T3 at the Sony Open, T8 at the Century. So he's kicked off this 2022 season playing really, really well, and he loves short golf courses. That's something we know with Kevin Kisner. T38, T28, miscut T10 in his last four trips to this tournament, and he's projected to be the lowest owned in this 9K range. So if you want to play the ownership game, I think Kisner's a very, very live play in tournaments. I'm a big fan of having some kids in my lineups. 8K range, Palmer at 89, Lanto 88, Bez 87, Harmon 86, Hoagie 85, Hughes 84, Mito 83, Denny McCarthy 82, Hoffman 81, Jones 8,000. What do you like in the 8K range? Start with Ryan Palmer. Um, I was very salty. I, I didn't play him last week. Tell me my lineup was just so bad. So he's his course history is not great. Miscut, miscut, 41st, miscut, 32nd, miscut, 29th. I mean, it's just not, not good, but... Two straight top 20s, um, three, four straight top 30s on tour for him uh, and has has played really well in this uh, in the in the new season. Lonto at 88, um, ninth here in his only appearance or his last appearance in 2020 and hasn't missed a cut since the Sanderson Farm. Uh, Brian Harmon, you mentioned him at the um, outset there with the with the fan share deal. Um, I. I had him checked off before that, but like mentioned, like even more now. 39th miscut, 50th, 20th in his last four starts at this tournament. Um, and it's come off a third place finish at the uh, at the American Express, which was two weeks ago or whatever. Didn't play last week at the Farmers. Uh, so it, like he reminds me of a much better, um, what's his name? Uh, Potter. Yeah, no, that's fair. It's very fair. I mean, they both are left-handed. I think Ted Potter's left-handed. Yeah, they're both lefties. Yeah. Obviously, lefties have done Respect well. Respect the lefties, okay? Mickelson is <laughs> uh, Mickelson's won this 
4,700 times. And then, yeah. so anyways, it just feels like, you know, obviously it should suit him decently well. And then Mito at 83, um, be my last guy. He's never played or he did play here in 2019, missed the cut then, but has made three straight cuts. Uh, one to open the season. His first start was, was last week at the farmers, which he finished 25th, which is pretty solid at that tournament. So yeah, this is a great range to start getting different. If you want, I love Ryan Palmer. He's coming in pretty low projected ownership. He's played really well at this uh, tournament, as you've as you mentioned. You know, um, well, not recently, but um, coming in in great form. T sixteen, T twelve, T twenty six. I think Palmer is interesting. He also rates out very, very well. Um, a few others like I like Lanto Lanto a lot, but he looks to be pretty popular. But coming in in great form, played really well here. If it does turn into a birdie fest, you kind of have an upper hand in that regard. So, and you can attack those par fives in, in a nice way. So, I like some Lanto as well. Like Bezenhut, if you're talking about just like a approach game, one of the best in this field. So, uh, he's $8,700. You can get him a little lower ownership. Harmon's projected to be the lowest in this range. So, I think that's a very good tournament play, as you were talking about there. But Tom Hoagie, he's been rating out great for me every week. I keep playing him fifth in my model this week. Um, he, he can. Birdie and Bunches, loves that really, really good approach game. Uh, played well at the Amex. I think he's going to be great, but a little popular. Keep that in mind. Uh, Matt Hughes coming off the missed cut can be a great tournament play because um, I'll keep going back to him. He doesn't rate out great because he hasn't played that much lately. But when you talk about around the green game, uh, par four scoring, DK scoring, Mac isn't too shabby. I like the Mito call. But the, the last guy for me will be Denny McCarthy, 14th in my mall. Second in uh, in short game in this field, eighth in par five scoring, fifth around the green, sixth in DK scoring. Uh, he's played pretty darn good at this golf course or in this golf tournament. Miscut last year with T sixty six. I know he's played well, and it must have been the U.S. Open where he played well because doesn't show up in my deal. But I know he's played well in this type of format, and he's coming in great form with a T six at the Amex. Uh, four straight made cuts, T ten or T eleven or better in three of those four. So I'll take some chances with Denny McCarthy as well at eighty two hundred. 75 to 79, Jesse, who you liking? Start with uh, Rye at the top there, 7,900 bucks. He was in the final group there with uh, Jason Day on Sun or Saturday. Uh, shot 72. I think that's pretty respectable. He ended up finishing sixth place. And, um, you know, he's a guy who has won on the European tour, which whatever they're calling it now, the worldwide tour out of whatever. The European tour, he's, he's had some success on. He's, he's won in the past, but. Um, it's been a while for him. And anyways, it seems like he's his uh, his two gloves and iron cl- covers are, are, are doing pretty well at this point. Uh, that play he had last week. Rusty uh, Rusty Knox at, uh, at, at 7,800. Seventh here last year, miscut the year before that. 14th, 15th in the two years prior to that. Um, he is coming off a miscut at the American Express, but over in Hawaii finished seventh at the Sony Open. So he's, my model likes him quite a bit. Seems like a Luke list type of deal. Which I don't really want to play him. And I like, <laughs> like not, like he's rather not. Yeah. Uh, Putnam at 76, uh, three straight made cuts at this tournament. Um, two straight made cuts on tour. And both of them were inside the top 30 with the 14th place finish his last time out at the American express. And then Matt Kuchar, man, I mean, yep. 7,600 bucks. Hasn't missed a cut here since 2017. I mean, his best finish is 16th a, a couple years ago. He didn't play last year. But either way, like he he flashed some form, man, uh, at the Sony Open. Uh, I had a buddy text me um, about him, and I was like, "No, that's fucking stupid play." Yeah. You know, why would you play Mike Kutry? Sucks now. 
and he finished seventh. So <laughs> there you go. And then last but not least, man, I mean, Cameron Champ, dude. <clears throat> did you see that round that he had on the north course last week? No, I did not. Well, I mean, he shot 75 the first day. Ooh. So he shot 65 the next day. <laughs> That's one way to get there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a, a obviously a huge jump, made the cut, finished 46th. You know, he's made the cut both times he's played here at this, at this tournament. So, you know, I think he's definitely playable. I mean, he's always like he, – I think he always has a lot of win equity. Yep. Um, just depends on if, you know, maybe if he's in the mental art space or not. I don't know. It's if he's driving the ball straight because he drives it so far there, he can actually probably find trouble is the thing. Because I, I followed him one couple years back there, and it was it was interesting with him. So, yeah. I'm with you, though. He's definitely good. Where he's priced, he's um, got much more win equity than some of the others for sure. Um, for me in this range, I'll, I like Aaron Rye. Keep riding that uh, hot streak out. I'm with you there. All over Rusty Knox. He's seventh in my model. First in good drives in this field. Second in proximity, 125 to 150. Eleventh in 150 to 175. So the approach game is great. Off the tee game is really good. It's just a matter of can he scramble and putt, and we'll see. But other than that, I like him a lot at 7,800. 100% with you and Andrew Putnam, playing really good golf right now. I'm playing great at this tournament. He's 16th in my model, so I'll go in on Putnam. He's 10th in opportunities gained in this field. So if you're looking for a guy that gets the birdies, and it's one of those things is like he might make a few bogeys, but the fact he gets so many chances at birdies, which is huge because smaller greens, more makeable birdie putts potentially. We'll see. So, you know, poet greens are always fun. With you on Cooch at 76, the two guys you didn't mention that I like, Lucas Glover, he's 46th in my model. But um, coming in, in in pretty decent form overall at uh, 7,800. He's T33 at the MX, T5 at Sony, T35 at Century. So feeling pretty good as he enters this deal. And he finished uh, T50 and T7 his last two years playing this golf tournament. So I think Lucas Glover is definitely someone to keep an eye on. And then I'm going to keep going back to Keith Mitchell. He's 48th in my model here, third off the tee, ninth par five scoring, 11th DK points. Um, I know it's been an up and down roller coaster with Keith Mitchell, but that's what you get with Keith Mitchell. Uh, miscut last week, but then the T7, T12, T41 prior to that, and coming into uh, to this tournament, miscut last year, T32, miscut T47. So it's going to be a roller coaster ride again. But he's playing probably the best golf consistently, even though he missed the cut last week. He missed, I think, on the number or whatever. He was one of the trunk slams I had last week. So I'll go back to him at 75. Hopefully, lower ownership with him. 7K to 74. Who are you liking? Is it Patrick Rogers week? Uh, yeah, we're on the West Coast in Poa. He hasn't finished phenomenally here, but he finishes inside the cut more often than not. So, yes. I got him three straight missed cuts. Really? Yeah, really? three out of four. I must be He did finish wrong. eighth yes, in 2019. You're right. So, maybe it's not. Uh, he, he pops all over the model, as they say. So. I know. Like, uh, um, I mean, I think he's a GBP play. Uh, Pat Perez at 7,300. Flat bill, man. I mean. What a week. Yeah. Sixth place finish last week. Uh, played solid pretty much all four rounds. He shot 72. I think probably started on the uh, south course, uh, but then was under par every other day after that. Um, before that, three straight missed cuts. You know, he's a West Coast guy. Uh, finished 26th here last year. Missed two cuts in a row before that, but made four in a row before that. So, Pat Perez. Um, Neesmith at, uh, at 73. He was up. Um, at the, toward the top of the leaderboard there for a little while, or at least close, I think. I feel like I saw his name around there. Finished 34th last week. Has not missed a cut here in his two starts. Finished 16th last year, 11th the year before that. 
Uh, and then Thigala at 7,200. He's never played here. Um, did you see this guy swing? Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, it is. Um, I Once I saw him swing, I kind of was like, what the fuck? Um, but, I mean, he finished 25th last week. Uh, made the cut the American Express, finished 33rd. Sony Open 48th. So he's three for three this year on made cuts. And he can score like on par fives. I, I played him in showdown. And so I watched a lot of his shot tracker and a lot of his damage. He made a lot of bogeys, but obviously, but a lot of the damage as far as like he made Eagles um, was a, a birdie machine on par fives. I like him quite a bit at 7,200 this week. Uh, Pendrith at 7,200 as well. Um, if we can get this bad boy to load up, he's never played here, but 16th last week. Brandon Harkins at 7,100. Two for two and made cuts at this event. Uh, his last time he played was 2019. He finished 28th. Year before that, he finished 15th. Um, and I believe he just won he on won the corner for yeah. last week. It's been a while since he's been on the PGA Tour, uh, but um, won the corn ferry last week. So obviously playing pretty good. Grayson Sig and Joseph Bramlett, 7,000 in my last two. Um, most people know about Bramlett. He's made his last two cuts here. And then Sig, he's never played here. He's another Corn Ferry graduate, uh, but he is three for three as well in made cuts this year on in the calendar year. He's playing very well. So, yeah, I got Sig on my list as well. Um, for me, I got Rogers. Um, he rates out so well on my model. So I'm going to have to look into that one some more and see what he's great around the greens, great in DK scoring. I'll have to check that one out some more. Uh, but I like Nick Taylor a lot, $7,300. He's seventh in the par four metrics I'm looking at here. Tournament history, T39, victory. T28, miscut T10. He's coming in with back-to-back made cuts, T30 and T33, the last two weeks on tour. So Nick Taylor at 73. I like the Neesmith call at 73. I like the Stigala call at 72. I'm on those as well. A few others that I'm kind of poking around at down here. Um, we got, uh, where did he go? Troy Merritt. T16, T25, T8, his last three times at this golf tournament. Recent form, though, miscut. 22nd, the RSM. So kind of pick your poison there. He plays really well at this event. He's like 52nd in my model. So he's an interesting play. Dean Burmeister, a Euro Tour guy, only plays WGC and majors. But uh, he's playing like top 30-ish type golf overall on Euro Tour. So 7200 bucks could be an interesting, uh, very, very low-owned play. Alex Smalley at 7,200 is another guy I'm, I'm willing to look at. First time playing here, but um, T56, T25 is last two events on tour. So T25 is the Amex. Uh, he's another one that could be cheap and lower owned. Uh, I got Harkins checked off and then uh, Sig checked off. And then my other ones, just real quick, like Lipsky, 27th in my model. He, uh, he rates out really, really well, and I believe he's playing pretty good golf of late. Uh, where did Lipsky go? I just T56, T14th at the Amex. I had Wyndham Clark, T56 last week, 13th uh, the week before at the Amex. And then JJ Spawn, T34, and T25. Those are a couple of our 7K guys um, that I'd be willing to look at. Spawn's course history is not great at all. Four straight missed cuts. Uh, Wyndham Clark's T18 and T61 if you want to go that route. So those are a couple of guys I'll mix and match as uh, some lower plays if I'm looking to punt. Uh, 6K, interesting options, Jesse. There's a lot of names down there, man. Um, yeah, the model likes Kadira uh, Satoshi at 6,900. He's missed a cut here 
in both of his starts, though. I think I, I checked off Smotherman. He was uh, he had a pretty decent showing last week. He finished eleventh at the uh, at the Farmers there, uh, but had missed the cut in his previous two starts this year at the American Express and at the Sony. So take that for what it's worth. Ekro also is uh, is a fave of the model. He missed his only he missed the cut in his only start here in two thousand nineteen. Um, and missed the cut last week, but you know, for whatever reason, the model likes him. So there you go. And then he shot a 63 pebble today. Did he really? Yeah. He posted it on his Instagram. It's pretty good. Uh, I, I, I'm listening also going to say, I'm not complaining anybody from this, from the 6,000 range. Like I, I don't see any reason <laughs> to, um, Sung you'll know would be another guy down like further down the list. He's played here a lot. Miscut last year, but eighth year before that, or the, his his appearance before that, which was 2017, um, and has made his last three cuts on tour, both of them this or two of them this year. Not great finishes, but sixty two hundred bucks. I mean, if you're down here, I don't know why you are. You might want to restart your lineup, but there you go. Yeah, a few guys I have down here. I, I like Kadira. He's 24th my model. If you think like short courses, like Harbor Town, he's won there. Uh, so he, he can play the short courses very well. He crushed it for us in the fall swing at times. Uh, he's really good in his proximity and approach game. He uh, finished um, wrong box. He finished T12 at the Sony Open. So his only event so far uh, in this new calendar year. So that's kind of intriguing when it comes to him. Lee Hodges has not played here, but he's another guy that's coming in. Um, Missed cut last week, T3 at the Amex. So if you want on a kind of a GPP play at $6,900, he is kind of intriguing as well. Uh, Ekrode, I had marked off here. Bronson Burgoon, I think he can get kind of low-owned. Uh, he's 61st in my model, but when you look at Bronson, um, he's T47 in his two times here, T47 both times. And, and then he's T74, T49 in his two events at the Farmers and the Amex to start the year. And, you know, it was like in the fall swing, Burgoon was a dude that went low at times. So, He's he's very very intriguing as well at sixty eight hundred, and then Mark Hubbard at sixty seven. He's twenty third in my model. He's a birdie machine, great approach game, great around the green. He's someone I don't mind if you're looking for a tournament player. And then Cam Percy at sixty six, eighth in my model, fourth in approach, nineteenth in good drives, tenth in opportunities gained. He's sixty six hundred bucks. He t twenty one here last year, miscut in two thousand eighteen, t ten in two thousand seventeen. So he's finished pretty well at this event. He's only played the Sony so far this year and missed the cut there. So it's you know with Percy, we remember playing him like in those uh, like Bermuda and those other kind of um, Punta Cana and all those plays pretty well at those kind of ocean uh, courses, small courses. Sixty six hundred bucks, I'll take my chances with Cam Percy. All right, let's recap things. Jesse, ten k and above. Who's your number one guy? I want to say Spieth. I'll go Burger. Nine uh, k. I mean, I guess I've been talking to Rose. I'd say like Rose. Him. I mean, just the model is—he's number one in my model. He's three in mine, so he's—I like Rose a lot. I'm gonna go Kisner to be different, but Rose would be my number one. But I'll go Kisner to be different. Eight uh, K. Um, just from a GBP perspective, I'm gonna say Harmon. I like that from a tournament spot. Uh, for me, at this eight K range, I am going to go to. Um, I like the Harmon call. I'm gonna go Tom Hoagie. Probably gonna be popular, but I'm gonna go Tom Hoagie. Uh seventy-five to seventy-nine. Um, I'm gonna say uh Kucher. That's a good one. I'm gonna go with Andrew Putnam. That'd be my dude. Uh seven K to seventy-four. Thigala. 
I go Nick Taylor. I keep running him out there in his course history. Uh, quite a bit in that range, though. And then 6K, if you're going to play anybody, who you playing? Eckerot. I'll go Cam Percy. All right. I don't condone cash on these small events, but I guess if you are playing cash, Jesse, where would you start? I mean, yeah, it's 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 rough. Um, but just from like, I mean, there's no, I don't feel like there's anybody who's like really safe. Uh, it's no. it's tough. Uh, I would try to get Rose in there. Rusty Knox, I think, would be another guy who's who's playable, and then Aaron Rye. Yeah, I go like Rose Knox Kucher. Start with that. I don't mind that. Um, GPP, where would you start though? You can do all kinds of things in this event. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like Cam Champ, um, I think is very GPP viable. Um, Thigala, like I talked about before, is another kind of cheap guy down there. And then Palmer. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Kisner, Nick Taylor, and um, who would be my third one? There's a few different options I got here. Let's go Kisner, Nick Taylor. And I'll jump on the uh, the Mito Pereira wagon on that one. So let's have some fun there. But most importantly, let's go to DraftKings Sportsbook, have some fun. Who you got winning this thing? Because these odds are mighty fun. Yeah. I mean, obviously, after you get past Spieth, it's, you know, I mean, Jason Day, I'm betting, betting Jason Day, who hasn't won since 2018 mm-hmm. at 18 to 1. Yep. Um, Rose, who hasn't won since 2019 uh, at 18 to 1 as well. Um, so this would be a place where I would look further on down the list. Harmon at six thousand. Yep. Um, I think that's a that's got a chance. Aaron Rye at eight at eight. Um, eighty to one. Champ at eighty to one. Uh, and then like if we go on further down the list, like Bramlett at one thirty, Pendrith at one thirty. I mean, I, you know, this is a place where I think either Cantlay, Spieth. Burger wins over somebody just who you've fucking don't even hardly know. It's basically the Amex, like what we talked about a couple of weeks ago. This is where long shots can thrive. Everyone's you got the burgers, you got the speeds, like the big dogs will win, or you get these long shots. Right. And they'll just come, like you just said, and just come and smoke some people and surprise some people. Like Orion Armor, I didn't really talk about him much, but he could easily fit this boy's 200 to 1. I'm not saying go play him, but he'd make sense for even like a like this is a place Von Taylor has crushed his whole career. He's two hundred to one. If you just want to like top twenty him, he's one forty to one or fourteen to one or something. Like there's some uh definite ways to uh to have some fun with some of these longer shots. I think it's a great place to do some top twenty betting. I'll tell you that much. You could have some serious odds on some of these guys. Uh if you slide on down like Grayson Siggs is you know, three to one, Nick Taylor's three to one. They actually made a – these are pretty tight compared to what you'd expect on some of these. But um, Cam Percy at 7-1, to one, I like that one quite a bit because I'm just going to buy in on Cam Percy if it's the if it's the death of me. But um, we're going we're gonna to go that route for sure. But going to be an interesting week. The one thing I'll say, if you're playing Showdown, play Monterey Peninsula. That's my number one suggestion to you. The truth, yeah. Um, but uh, we'll see. Any final thoughts for the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am? I don't. Looking forward to the waste management already. Yeah, we got waste management, and then it gets fun because then you got the Riviera, and they've already talked about some of the the field there, the invites there. It's going to be awesome, and they get Texas and Florida, and then it gets real. Like I think yeah, we're five, I mean, five weeks from the player players or, or PGA or whatever. So the, the players will be first, right? Yeah, players um, are five weeks away. After after this week, I think is really when golf starts to get really really fun. I'm not a huge yeah, fan. The, of the, ca- the cash the cash grabs done in Saudi. You know, pro ams are done on the West Coast. Yeah, 
the boys get back to playing. Yeah. So that's what's going to happen. So it'll be a lot of fun. Enjoy this week. I'm going to kind of take it a little easier than I usually do because it's just a complete coin toss, really, to me. So have some fun with that. But if you have any questions, hit us up in the Fantasy DJ's Discord. It's free. Or just hit Jesse up on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods or myself at BD Entrick. We'll help you guys out. But until next time, good luck, everybody. This was your AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am Preview. Oh,